Enter the Elf Tree. From high atop the elf, elf tree. Oh, I messed it up, dude. From high atop the elf tree branches, we look downeth and see tigers gnawing at the basin, trying to reach us, but they cannot because the branches are too intertwined. And because they look like Hobbs from Calvin Hobbs. <laughs> I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And this is the show. And we uh, gotta go. So uh, uh, don't be a hoe. Just <laughs> don't kidding. Don't be a hoe. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. We... Are coming in hot, right on the other side of a very beautiful weekend. It was um, actually the, well, for some I'm sure it was very beautiful, but it was raining and cold most of the weekend. We don't get rain out here very often, so no. it was kind of nice. I'm sure it was very welcome. I mean, it is very welcome. It, it, it's, a different, uh, it's a different type of weather, different mm-hmm. type of day than your typical sunny 75 LA weather. That's true. You know, um, although today, sunny, clear, but chilly chilly it's, it's it's been like in the mid 50s today it's been yeah man you know brisk yeah for sure. I, I could tell maddie was over her walk a little earlier because it was so like there was like a nice little chill wind yeah and she was like standing when i was waiting like for blew, some cars blew to pass. Her skirt up. she was like kind of shivering a little bit yeah. i need to get her like a little jacket but i hate buttering her in clothes so don't i mean dude, dog clothes she'll be fine just as i mean i don't know seems so unnatural but it's not like you're taking her on a on a like a hour and a half long hike up that's in the true. mountains and she's freezing. Yeah, that's you know, true. taking her outside. Yeah, but walking around LA, I guess it's kind of normal for people to put clothes on their dog. Of course it is. Like Stacy's you're, got actually, these, you're actually the oddball by not putting clothes on your dog. Stacy's got these badass jackets for Fitz. Yeah. Which I'm kind of jealous of. But Like the hoodie? He's yeah, got like a skeleton hoodie. Yeah, he's got that. He's got like this, uh, almost like this mountain, what is it, like a... Plaid, like oh, the red yeah, and black she's got, yeah, checker. Yeah, what do yeah, you call yeah. that? What do you call that? It's like a mountain man. It's a texture. It's kind of a flannel, you know. Yeah, flannel. That's a fucking flannel. It Why is. Why could I not think yes, of that? I don't know, but yeah, it's it's the it's definitely the Paul Bunyan type of pattern. Um, exactly, but he's she's got this badass jacket, and it looks like a high end. I mean, it's nicer than any jacket I've got. It, it probably costs double digits for sure. Oh man, in the. Like twelve, maybe bucks? the high. I was gonna say $15. yes. I guess ten dollars <laughs> is double digits too. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Maddie is currently spinning around in circles like a fool. Yeah, she's looking like an ass. Because I guess she wants the rope. <laughs> that, oh, did you put her, it out there? That's, well, no. I, she took it out there and then she left it. Ah. She's being very contrary. She didn't want to come in. She now wants to go out again, and she's losing it. She's ridiculous. I don't know if she likes the podcasting. It's funny because. Well, it's attention not paid to her, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. It's funny? Well, no, I was going to say it's funny that she, throughout the day when I'm working, I'll like, we go and do stuff. Like, I'll always take her out on like three walks a day. Oh. And then, uh, so it's like, you know, I've already done two. I haven't done the third walk. It, yeah. It'll be later. Maybe later. I like a full-blown walk? Yeah, like when we do shows and stuff, sometimes I only do like two. Just because... Uh. Oh, my bad. It's getting cold, you know? I don't want to... Okay. I got to have to kick her out of here. You know, sometimes you got to get stern. You have to. You know? Like Howard. 
Like Howard Stern? <laughs> Howard Stern. <laughs> Shout out Howard Stern. Hey. Uh, yeah. Howard he actually Stern. has really interesting uh, guests on. I love, I actually enjoy his show. Really? Yeah. I don't know that I've heard much of his show. It's pretty good. He was always somebody that was, you know, uh, far more of an adult radio host than I was allowed to listen to mm-hmm. when I was a child when he was really, really big. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, since he's on Sirius XM now or something like that, he's on the the uh, subscribe type radio stations. I don't, you know, I really wouldn't have much of a way to listen to him. I, it's, it's a... I think Joe Rogan is that for me. Like oh, Joe yeah. Rogan's great got too. A, a, an incredible... Uh, up and down and side to side and just a plethora of different types of guests. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, he's uh, he he gets pretty deep, too. I like listening to his show. He does from time to time. Mm-hmm. Right now he's talking to, I'm listening to an episode where he's talking to the lady, Miss Pat, and she's a comedian, but she's, um, it's a very different type of conversation. There's no, there's very little, I would say, depth to this kind of conversation that they're having. And so it's just interesting how, uh, it's interesting how he can have all sorts of different types of talks and conversations with oh, people yeah. on so many different, you know, uh, knowledgeable levels. Yeah. Th- I mean, that's what I love about Howard Stern is he brings so many people in from every area, especially like a lot of people, you know, kind of, I guess earlier he was more doing it with people in the porn industry. Yes. You would kind of hear what their lives are like. It's just like listening to podcasts now about any director or actor or whatever. Right. Everyone's got a fascinating backstory, and so he was always the one willing to put these people on his show. You Howard know, Stern, and on, yeah. honestly, there was like times where it gets gross. Yeah, you know, and I get it because I've got a fucking you know, I've, I've basically hormones. I've heard it all. You know, it's like it doesn't really surprise me, but still, there's times where I'm like, yeah, it's just kind of people playing on the same old, you know, sex jokes, stigmas, and. I don't know. Right. If that makes any sense. Right. But. I mean, you can you everybody can be as creative as they want, but mm-hmm. at a certain point, you kind of said it all or has mm-hmm. heard it all or, you know, it's it's it just it becomes information to just then yeah. pass over you. And that's, you know, that's uh, what a lot of radio is. That's Yeah. Everyday morning radio shows, you know, these hosts are on for 5 and 6 hours a morning. You know, it's uh Somebody's here. Hold on real quick. Let me check this. Someone's in the house. So she literally just barks at whatever the hell she wants. She's a crazy little beast. That's all I can say. She is. But we love her. Yeah, we do. Yeah, anyway, uh, so you were saying... uh, It's interesting how many podcasts are out there. Because Joe Rogan, Howard Stern is a radio host. He does his show every day. Yeah. Um at a certain point every single day. And wow. Suddenly my brain got to thinking about having this conversation without headphones. Oh, I, I, I became aware that we're, we're currently, we didn't put our headphones back on. Yeah. I just decided to take them off. A, yeah, I mean, why not? It, it might be That's, a totally different, it is unnatural of conversation. Um, yes. Howard Stern does his show every day. Uh, Kid Craddock does, I mean, well, Kid Craddock is dead. Um, God. Sorry. Man. Well, I mean, he is. Kid Craddock has died, but the Kid Craddock show, like everybody does all these shows every morning. And then you've got people like Joe Rogan, who's got a podcast that he, I mean, sometimes he and the Nerdist and people like that will release three and four episodes a week. 
Yeah. So they they talk a lot. Hmm. You know, they they have conversations with any and everybody. I, I feel like the podcasting world has allowed anybody who has a microphone in just the, in much the same way that YouTube has enabled people for sure, yeah, to just record themselves either saying nothing or saying everything that's on their minds. You know, it just they find a topic and they just go with it. Yeah, much like what we're doing. We're doing the exact same thing. Yeah, I, I I listened to uh last night going to bed, I listened to Jeff Bridges was on the Nerdist. Nice. And uh I haven't heard that it was one. fascinating. He like talked about his entire process of how he takes on a character. Mm. Um it was really fascinating, uh just to hear it because I I'd never really thought about some of the things he was doing. Yeah. Like to prepare himself. Because right. I always I, you know, I've never done acting, but I always yeah wonder what it would be like and so what like what does somebody have to do to get in the frame of mind and he totally walked through it it was it was pretty cool at least his process i've only just recently uh found ways to describe in my mind the mindset i would have to be in in order to be an actor Mm -hmm. actors who get into these characters they're not just figuring out how they're going to say the words on the page they're actually trying their best to feel what this character is feeling and emote those things in what they would interpret to be that character's proper way. Yeah. In whatever set of circumstances. And I mean, I'm sure that is, I mean, that is part of what acting is. That's, and people know that, but for me, that's why I was never really comfortable acting. You know, it was something I did. It was something I had fun with and I might've been okay, but what do you mean you weren't like, what do you mean you weren't comfortable acting? I wasn't what comfortable. Way? Um, I, I don't know that I would have bought my performances. Oh, gotcha. You know, I watch myself, and maybe it is because I'm watching myself, but I also feel like I've got a pretty good sense of yeah of what I might do well and not do well. Yeah, that's interesting to like see yourself back Yeah, and critique yourself. Yeah. That's so weird. That's got to be it's, a really interesting thing to do. It's unnecessary. It's an unnecessary thing to do, but... For something that is, you know, it's not like I'm pining away trying to figure out why acting didn't ever work out for me. Mm-hmm. That's something I know that I'm not, I, I'm not pursuing that. So, you know, it's something that happened to me in the past. Right. And, and it was what I did. But now I've, I've moved forward enough in life to be able to look back and, and understand why I hadn't made that connection because I'm like, oh, because this is what I would have tr- needed to try and be doing rather than just figuring out how to say these words on a page. It was so weird. I was I had such a hard time faking emotion because I wasn't in the mindset that would evoke that emotion. Oh, yeah. So it just never seemed real to me. I'm so terribly sad. Yes, yes. My I heart can... is burning. Yes. It's, I'm kidding. It's... That's terrible. That's not even well, it was... an accurate... It was Stephen Hawking accurate. <laughs> so, I, yeah, see, that's sorry, the thing. Stephen. That would be that'd be such a challenge, you know. I mean, that's what Jeff Bridges was saying in his thing is like he's found the character uh, at times where they've been in the movie filming, and there's just this one spark mm, of a yeah. moment where all of a sudden he knows the character in that moment. Yeah, yeah. And so. Um, it was just fascinating, dude. It's like people have to become these guys. You almost have to just yeah. wear it and commit to scraping away these other p- parts of you yeah. and just committing to becoming this character until your job is done with it. You know, kind of, It kind of does become something you can tell if an actor has, is doing or not doing. 
based on how they play the role. Yeah. You know, there are actors who apparently every Spider-Man sucks. Well, <laughs> see, and that's why that's why it's so interesting to me that something like the director versus the actor versus the story, like the script can all have individual awards people are winning these individual awards and they could all three win it for the same movie but the film itself does not win best picture it's just like all of these things um have their separate their separate elements that make them each individually great and they make a great movie but it's it's all these separate companies that come together too you can have a great director and the actors just didn't pull it off yeah or you can have a really horrible director, and the actors just took something and just made it magical, or, mm-hmm. or you know, you know, not that that's what the Oscars are, you yeah. know, but it's just, well, I don't know. That's what uh, I mean. Just it's another reason I couldn't direct. Keep going to keep kind of going off of what Bridges was saying. He was talking about how he can I call him Bridges? Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. the dude? I'll just call him the dude. The dude. Uh, <laughs> he's in a band called Jeff Bridges and the Abiders. <laughs> Yes. I've never even That's listened to him, dude. Great. I gotta listen to him. That's great. Oh, uh, anyway, but he was talking about how he, when he gets on a set, he has to literally. It's almost like I don't know how exactly. I don't remember exactly how he described it, but it was perfectly to the sense he wants the director to know the director has power over him. Yeah, and so he just goes in surrendering really i mean obviously he knows prior to ever taking a project what kind of project and trusting that okay these people are going to do a good job but it's just interesting to hear people in their early acting careers how they chose to get into films and to select films Mm -hmm. and then they get huge and they become these mega stars and then they get all the best shit um like i think jeff bridges now he's just gets top-notch shit now jeff bridges a has been big for a while, but I think it just seems lately in his career, it's uh, it's been like Jeff Bridges is a hot commodity. Like it's like a- maybe maybe it's because he's progressed into a different phase of his acting. Like he is now playing wizened older characters. Yeah. That, that you know, bring a lot of spiritual energy or emotional, you know, there's these kinds of things. As opposed to when he was younger in The Fisher King, he plays a very, you know, douchebag type of character, like an executive with the pony, or he's a he's a radio shock jock with the ponytail, much like Howard Stern, Yeah, actually. Um, and those are great roles. He did a great job, but, you know, people love to connect with somebody like Grandpa Jeff Bridges. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he uh, he's just super laid back, man. He's a really cool guy. Yeah, he's, it'd be awesome to have him on. I would love to to chill with some Jeff Bridges. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff, yes, you're officially invited. Come on, the dude. Come on down. Um, so we went to see uh something down in San Diego. We were this in, weekend. We were in Del Mar. Excuse you. Yeah, well, Del Mar. Close. It was close. Didn't say Del Mar on the shirts, did it? It didn't. You're right. It's it's San, Diego. San Diego. Well, they stole yeah, it from Del Mar. You know, because what does the city of Del Mar feel on that? Well, it's like the city of Arlington. I mean, they're the Dallas Cowboys, but it's they're not the Arlington Cowboys. But do you think there's any sore spot at the time when it was, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. I don't. I, Everybody I, there knows. They're like we're tucked yeah, in between. Out. You like, know, it is what it is. It's like know? a mole on the body 
on the mass. Yeah, yeah. It was like, because Arlington was surrounded by Dallas, right? Arlington is smack dab in the middle of Dallas and Fort Worth. Okay. So, I mean, it is DFW. Yeah. You know, so it's the DFW teams are all it's such Dallas an interesting teams. area. All of the Texas Rangers. Yeah, yeah. They, they're in Arlington as well. And That's right. Man. Are there any other Texas baseball teams? Uh, there is the, uh, down in San Antonio, there's the missions, the San Antonio missions. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember seeing the little crazy taco guy is yeah. like the, the mascot. Yeah. Is it Some, really? Yeah. It's like a taco. Oh. looks like a big taco. Now that, but is that a minor league team? It's a minor league. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, this, uh, behind us, uh, there was like the little walkway that yeah. would kind of go and then it was the next level up. Yeah. Well, this little kid threw up over the railing and it splashed all over the ground, like right behind oh. us. And I was like, oh man, but I kept eyeballing it when the taco man came out and he started walking and he Did fucking he walk in it. Oh dude. Oh, all like up all in that. Yeah. In it. it was all over his boots. It was so nasty, dude. Oh, Cause he can't see anything. No, I couldn't tell. He didn't know. He can't. Oh, Stepped dang. in this kid's fresh nacho vomit. To clean his costume. I bet you he doesn't. I'm sure the team. Well, I don't know. It's yeah, I mean that's him. just it. It's a minor league team, so things might be a little bit different. I don't even know if it's still the the mascot, but Crazy Taco. Uh, if you're still a mascot of the San Antonio Missions, we'd like to know. Do you have to clean your own costume? Yeah, Twitter. <laughs> Get in touch. Get in touch at High Dare. High underscore. Yeah, there it is. D E R E. There it is. We dare you. So this Marvel <laughs> thing. This we we dare you. <laughs> This Marvel uh, thing. We went to see the Marvel Experience down in Del Mar, yep. and you know, it's a it promises to be a fun-filled, you know, adventure romp through the comic book world. Did it Stan promise? Lee. Well, I mean, it just the Marvel Experience. You know, you can that. Yeah, I just the like name is epic enough. Implications, yeah. maybe. Um, I don't. I mean, we drove two hours and we're there inside there for an hour and a half. Is that a, is that it? Yeah, we left. We we walked out like an hour and thirty seven minutes after we walked in. Jesus Christ! We where was your? Where did you get this timer? Where were you timing this? I was. I just happened to look at my watch. Like I know we <coughs> we somebody Martin mentioned that <coughs> we were going in right at three o'clock, mm. and then well, I just happened to look at my watch at the end of it, and it was it was four thirty. Oh or man! Like yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. I felt like we were in there way longer. Yeah, I did as well. I did as well. It was. What did you expect? Did you have any expectations? <laughs> I, you know, I didn't expect it to be. I honestly what, thought it was going to be. What did you expect? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be like. I knew there was going to be some sort of element of like 3D video or something where you were kind of immersed to a degree. But I didn't realize it'd be kind of just <coughs> carnivaly, you know? It was in a parking lot in these big bubble structures. That were really badass, dude. I mean, those things were fucking cool. But it was very, I don't know, it just felt weird, like a modern carnival, you know? Yes, a little bit. There's um, Gypsies. There are these ice exhibits that happen um, in varying different Gaylord hotels around the country. Ian. That's... Uh, don't don't blame me. Don't blame me. I think, of, I think of Ben Stiller. Oh, yeah, Gaylord Fokker. Fokker. Um... <clears throat> Those ice exhibits happen at the Gaylord Hotels every year, and they are essentially the same thing. But they what, are what's what's the ice exhibit? What are they the doing? The ice exhibit is, I mean, 
imagine this Marvel thing, but everything inside is ice, ice sculptures. Oh, like so it'd be like Thor ice, as a yes, as an ice sculpture with his hammer, and he's like standing up, oh, maybe all shit. colored and stuff. It is incredible. Wait, they color the ice too? They can color. Yes, I mean, wow, it is that is ten times more impressive than this Marvel thing, only because it's geared mm-hmm. towards everybody, yeah, as opposed to the Marvel thing was geared clearly geared towards kind of that younger demographic yeah even though it was badass the the av stuff but we'll talk about that the ice exhibit is impressive it's impressive as hell every single year you have to wear a parka and uh it's kept it like it's kept it like 30 some odd degrees you have to bring your own parka no they'll provide you parkas oh that's pretty badass yeah it's the uh, man Tickets are probably about as expensive as this Marvel exhibit was. You know, oh, they're probably know. about forty forty five dollars. Um, but my dad always knew the guy who was like, nice. the, you know, kind of I chisel up, the ice, the crew. Yeah, exactly. And so we were. He was always able to, you know, get us in it. So nice. it's great because it's it's an impressive thing to see every year. But it's thousands and thousands and thousands of tons of ice. Fuck. One year it was the Grinch. So every all these sculptures, it is kind of a walkthrough tour, but all the sculptures are like Whoville. That's pretty and rad. It, it was great. It was great. One year was um one year was like Charlie Brown. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kung Fu Panda. Oh wow. You know, things like that. So I mean they, they had all, just Jack Black just yeah, standing there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like a nice Jack Black. Um yeah, it's impressive. It's some great stuff. If, that's pretty cool. Uh, if you ever get an opportunity to to see all any of those things, you should check it out. Do they let you keep the parka? No, no, bastards. Yeah, you turn it in, but usually, if you turn it in, but not if when you turn it in, they'll give you a coupon for hot chocolate or something like that. Because it's a Christmasy thing. It's not the same as the uh, as a parka. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll keep the I'll keep the parka. It's it's not it's not a parka. It is a parka, but it's not a good one. Oh, it's not. It's not for oh. real weather. It's oh. it's just made in bulk for something like this to keep that chill away. Does it help? Yeah. Oh, it definitely helps. But people already kind of come with a jacket. So you don't have to wear a parka. You don't have to, but it is cold. Cold enough that digital cameras sometimes will malfunction. It just really? gets so cold. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's it's cold, and there are fans that have to be going because you have to keep that cold air circulation. Oh wow! Because these ice sculptures are up for six weeks, like from Thanksgiving all the way just past New Year's. Man, I got to go to one like of these that. things. I yeah, want to see this. I mean, they're great. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Okay. So, well, I'm sure they'll have one around here at if some point. There's a Gaylord Hotel around here. I bet you. I mean, I don't know that it's exclusive to Gaylords, but um, yeah, somewhere, somewhere they'll have. I'm something. sure they'll let us know. So the Marvel. Yes, back to back to Stanley. Which, damn it, dude! I had some. We had some re- audio recorded uh, yeah. of us kind of anticipating because Martin was it, with us. It was going to be our second field trip episode. Yeah, and I accidentally deleted it, so I apologize. It's uh, uh, Apple. We're gonna we're gonna pick a bone with you real quick. Apple, your voice notes app is great. Very easy, easy to easy to use and record. I like that you can pause and then continue to record. But when you hit done and it pops up with a name, your delete key is very uh, conspicuous, inconspicuous. For some reason, <laughs> I don't... I, if people in a third world country were listening to us right now, they'd be like, these guys are bitches. <laughs> well, but but, but it's kind of true. I've hit yeah. it accidentally and my entire recording is just deleted. Joe... I think we lost about 20 minutes. Yeah, we lost a good good chunk of pre-recorded, you know, conversation. I was really Um, bummed about it. 
the the for, the unfortunate thing about it is there's no way to retrieve it. You can't. We want undo. reparations. We want you to give us our recording back. We know it's in there. <laughs> we know it's in there, Apple. It had to be recorded oh, to something. It wouldn't be worth their time to find it. It wouldn't. But you know, just a just a little shout out, Apple. That was uh, you know. Let's uh, let's work on the redesign here. (laughs) They're like, already on it. So the Marvel exhibit. First and foremost, we walk in there and they're asking for our, you know, all of our information. information, I didn't know it was a, uh, you're like going through a training course. I had no idea that's what the, what this was. I, I just thought we were walking in, you pay tickets, walk around, someone puts on a play. Much like the museum. You know, we yeah. could go at our own pace and just kind of observe <laughs> and look. I didn't know what it was. I really uh, didn't know exactly what it was. Martin is the only person who did some sort of like looking up for it. Our little lit radar started going on whenever we saw like all these people with children. Yeah. <laughs> in the parking lot, we're like, kids. oh, fuck. I was like, <laughs> I didn't but do any I mean, research on it. You know, I mean, uh, again, it was, it, there were elements of it that were pretty cool. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 Remember when they first take you into the room after we were waiting and the guy was like flamboyantly telling us to, he was just to stand by before we could get into the next room. We're waiting for a few more recruits. Dude, they're, well, they're like these, uh, they're, uh, they're union guys, Who right? Are? Like Who these are? dudes working for this thing. They don't they're travel well. around because I asked one of the girls if, if, if they're f- local. Yeah. And she said there everybody that works is local to San Diego or the yeah. surrounding area. Okay, so, so yeah, they they might work for something like a temp agency, yeah, they m- or like a staffing agency. But, you're right. You're but right. they have to like train these guys to be like to be in these characters, yes, and to create this enthusiasm and like you know they're probably getting paid what 12 maybe bucks twelve an bucks an hour. an hour or something, yeah. But they feel like jackasses having to play these characters, yes. you yes. know, especially because I would, you know, I would catch eyes with with some of them. And it felt awkward every time I did it when they would be doing something. They were just almost like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're just, we're doing this. But it was more for the kids. I get it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But as an adult being there, I was like, I can see their pain, but I also understand it's pretty badass that there's people on this planet that are willing to create and do you know what I mean? Like I put people like on people that kind of experience. Land, you know, I don't. It just blows my mind, dude. Yeah. It blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see that. I mean, <laughs> like when the guys were running up doing the scene where he had to like hit all the buttons on the little jukebox oh, things. Yes. Now that guy, <laughs> that guy definitely got into it. You know, oh, he was. Shit. He knew how ridiculous oh, he looked, man. but he didn't care. He just put on the show. <laughs> you know, he liked it. It was that was what was amusing. Oh fuck. Thought. Um, that was funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. But like the people who are manning all the, the, you know, the training games where we were like the Hulk and Hulk smash and oh, we yeah. Iron Man flying around. Yeah, that yeah. one was, that was a hard game. I, I kind of didn't. tough. Yeah. Um, I found that, you know, once if we were like interacting with them, uh-huh. I, I felt like it just made it, it made it different. Uh, yeah. And, you know, made a big difference about it. Yeah. You know, I was on the climbing wall, and the guy commented on my shoes. I had the those Star Wars vans. Oh on. yeah, hell yeah. yeah! So and and I just was like, yeah, man, these are awesome. I mean, I yeah. just kind of you interact back and forth with everybody, dude. It becomes less awkward because kids aren't going to interact with you. They're just there for like they're climbing with Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, smashing stuff with the Hulk. They had this badass climbing wall uh, that Ian was talking about that. It's almost like a it's like a workout machine. It's like this huge ladder that's like a, a continuous. 
yeah, it's like a treadmill, but it's uh, vertical. vertical, and yeah, you have to yeah. climb up it. And I guess the guy was kind of controlling it a little bit to a yeah, degree. Yeah, I think that was which I didn't really dig. I wanted it to go, kind of go one speed and just me have to keep up. And if I didn't, that's that's it. Oh, well, you know, that's what I'm I sure thought. If you built if you built one for yourself in your house, that that would be a, a way to do it. Is well, I don't want to build one of those, Ian. That's expensive. You see how expensive that thing looked? Looked. I know it could be. <laughs> it's totally like Sky Mall, dude. I gotta remember gypsies. These well. are gypsies. They came into town. They came into quote unquote San Diego, Del Mar, San Diego, <laughs> San Diego. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it was geared towards. I would say, you know, the eight to eight to fourteen year olds. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah. And 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 it was a. Well, there was a piece of me that did love it. I was yeah. I was taking it on, but I I was more focused on all of the technical aspects to it, like where the speakers were, because I'd worked AV. I know yes, you've done it. Yes, so I was yes. like looking at all the lighting, and I was like thinking of the team that had to come in here and set this up, and they were probably right. really stoked about it. Like this looks awesome. Took See, pictures. There were probably and, like three or you know, four different teams that all had to come mm-hmm. in there because you know you got people that are setting up the projectors. Those massive. It was projectors. well done. Like yeah. setup. It was really, really well done. Yes. And I know. Well However, it was put together. It probably took a long ass time. Yes. They were um, probably in production on this, you know, planning and and building all of this kind of stuff. I would imagine since Disney acquired Marvel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's it's, you know, maybe a, you know, a year and a half they're going to acquire everything in worth of work, huh? They're going to acquire everything. Well, they'll they'll acquire Man, I was going to try and make like a church, you know, comment there like a church joke like a choir oh church. they'll acquire uh around and sing some songs some songs <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um yeah i mean the projectors were great the sound the sound system was incredible yeah like, it was a whole immersive like, sound experience the entire mm-hmm. way through yeah they had a 3d video where you kind of everyone would funnel into the middle of this huge dome yeah and it was completely blacked out around the wall so you couldn't really see all the speakers and stuff right but then all of a sudden they had projectors on and top like of all these speakers, like like forty feet tall. I yeah, mean, it, was, it was huge. It was big. It yeah, was it was really, big. It was a big room. And then they synced. Uh, they would sync all these projectors to yeah. create this three D film. On You'd the wear dome. these uh, glasses, and it looked awesome. It it's looked like fucking movie. awesome. There was a little bit about it that I didn't like. That looked fake and video gamey to me. Sure, but. Um, it looked pretty cool. I mean, I was yeah, pretty yeah. impressed. Well, for for the type of animation it was and the fact that it's like a giant immersive experience, yeah. that was the coolest part. We had to put these active 3D glasses on. And and I figured out why I like I was like, "Why are we wearing these? We don't you don't need active 3D really anymore." Um and then I realized that for the dome, like if we're looking all the way around, if it's just a like a passive 3D image, mm-hmm. if you look a certain way, things are suddenly going to be out of focus, and you're not oh, going yeah. like, to see the 3D. You have to be looking directly at it, and that's mm-hmm. what you see in 3D. But with these active glasses, as you look around, you can just like look forward, and you've got peripheral 3D, and everything that you can see is like uh, a, an immersive 3D world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was why that was... And so when I realized that, I'm like, ooh, this is going to be this is gonna be awesome. And yeah, you're just standing around like fighting with uh, with Wolverine and... Yeah, you're watching him jump around on all these little yeah. flying pads. And they're like 40 feet tall. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, it was neat. Yeah, that, that was... Uh, I figure, I mean, I know you mentioned... Uh, 
that's going to be like the Oculus Rift. Like it'll yeah, almost be like that, you know, without having to turn your head, I think, so much. You know Google Cardboard? No. You, okay, so the Oculus Rift mm-hmm. um, is a is virtual reality goggles, essentially. So Google came out with a design called Google Cardboard, and it's literally, it folds up into goggle shape, and it's got like two little plastic lenses in there that they've specifically made, and it's you put your smartphone in there and you oh. run, you run a couple of apps that are designed as they, as like 3d, like virtual reality. It's two, two images split down the center and you put them in the goggles and it's, wow, that's cool. It's got potential. It's got potential. Have I'd you, have you tried it? I, a, a guy up at work had one today. Oh, nice. And I was looking at it. And it's, it's definitely, it's something I would like to look into further. So it looks like an actual piece of cardboard. It looks, it's a cardboard box. It's like looks like you wow. made goggles out of cardboard, literally. Um, but it's you can buy one that straps around your head and you can like just walk around with your. Wow, it's, it's interesting, and it, I I feel like it's cost effective. Um, How much are they? I, it's like you know maybe thirty bucks. Oh, that's not bad. You know, it's not bad for uh, yeah. that kind of an experiment, like a little hmm. tech experiment. I kind of want to, yeah, I want to see should, what that looks like. We should get a pair of Elf Tree. Uh, Elf Tree. Podcast. I'm down. Google Cardboard. All right. Well, we'll we'll have that at some point. And if you'd like to donate to our <laughs> Google Cardboard fund, please. we could create our own uh, app. Like we could do the Millie McCormick in that show. You could, or Ooh, you know what I mean. You could, yes, you could. You could do a full blown 3D Millie McCormick world. That would be rad. Yes. Oh fuck, that'd be We're rad. Gonna work on that. We're gonna work. That's going on the board. Done. That's going on the board. Let me write this down right now, just so I don't forget. Nice. Right on the board. So, dude, we saw uh, Saint Vincent. We did. I watched. We watched it yesterday. It was. Um, it was interesting. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Bill Murray. Did you feel like his accent was a little funky? It was interesting hearing a different kind of accent coming out of Bill Murray. Yeah, but I think he did a good job. I think he held on to it. He held on to it in a in a. I don't know, in a way that I completely bought. So, yeah. you know, it was interesting to, excuse me, it was good to be able to let go of the Bill Murray that I'm familiar with yeah. for the past, you know, 10 years, however long he's kind of been this type of Bill Murray. What's your, what's your favorite Bill Murray? Groundhog Day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I really like <sighs> That's Bill classic. Groundhog Day. That'd be a good movie goes. It would be. It would be. Oh, I was going to ask you this earlier. Not including the Big Lebowski. What's your What's your favorite Jeff Bridges? Mm. Maybe True Grit. I was going to say True Grit or yeah. uh, or older him in Tron. Oh yeah, that was you know, so awesome, I mean, dude. He was he was a really great kind of spiritual guru type of type yeah. of role. It seemed in that movie, and he did a really good job. In yeah. Tron. Uh, excuse me, in Tron uh, Legacy. Oh, yeah. Dude, I want to look up these. Uh, he takes these photos with this. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's, you know, whenever you were in school and you take your big class picture and no. it was uh, it was the <laughs> the camera would basically pan from left to right. Okay. Um, well, I don't know if it's specific. I think it was left to right. Yeah. But what you could do is if you were a kid on the far left, you could jump down off the rafters after it passed you, and you could run and make it to the other side and be in the picture twice. Really? Yeah. It, was, it would nice. have like a 30-second kind of pan or whatever. Nice, nice. Um, 
and so Jeff has this little camera and he Who? has his own Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. So whenever he's working on set, every movie he's on, he'll do a series of pictures from set, like behind the scenes with nice, actors nice. and stuff. So I got to check this out. I mean, I know he was talking about it on his podcast. That's great. See, that's why I have a camera. I would yep. like to, because I did take a lot of pictures, at least that last day of production on the atrium. I, I would like for moments like I should take pictures of us doing things like this. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get to that, but, uh, just a I, habit, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's making it's, a habit out of it, you know, and not all the time, but just at times when it feels right. Cause if, if you, if I was intentional about it, there would be days where it's going to be the perfect time to do this. Like on the atrium, the last day, even though it was one of the toughest days, it was the best day to do it because there's a lot of setup required, so there's going to be a lot of downtime. We were outside, lighting and rain and everything yeah. like that, so it was going to look incredible, and everything looked fantastic. Man. You know, we'd been on a roll for five days already, you know, so we got most of the show out of the way. We were just here, at, but it was the climax of the show, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was, but it was, it, that's, it, I'm so glad to have that moment. Yeah. I'm so glad that I have the memory of all the other moments, but having photographs of that last day where it was just like, here it is, everybody, and go. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah, I'm, I I like that. That was a, that was a good moment of taking photographs for me. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, I think you should, you should totally bust out your camera and. I didn't even take them. I don't even know why I'm trying to take, take credit for that. Excuse me. I didn't take those photos. Shelby's dad, Calvin took those photos. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. However, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you almost so. led us astray. I did. I apologize. A that stray was, cat. Wow. <laughs> I, Brain fart, man. Because that was the moment. That Sometimes was just like out. I remember seeing all of this happening. Mm-hmm. So uh, he. That's crazy. That might mean that Calvin. Uh, captured the spirit of that last night so well that my brain can't distinguish it from what I actually witnessed and experienced. Oh, wow. You know, like Man. those have those have become my memories of that night. That's and pretty cool. So he did such a good job. So huh. props. Props. Much much props to Calvin Cook. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Total badass. Man. Uh Oh, I wanted to. Th- oh, we were talking about St. Vincent. So his character was. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray's like the name. Brand new Bill Murray. He was like fucking grumpy ass. Yeah, it lives in a crotchety ha- Bill Murray. Yeah, he lives in this house that has just the yard's dead. Yeah. Uh, he he's a drunk. He's mowing dirt. That was the yeah, kid. Yeah. 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 He made the kid mow yeah, the dirt. Yeah. But man, I really loved the story of it though. Like yeah. I thought it was really well put together and. It was. Um. I don't know. I, I got kind of a little bit choked up in the scene where the climax of the movie, obviously, is where he, uh, the little kid, does his little his presentation. presentation. Yeah, modern day saints. Like yeah, the yeah. Movie, it was just cool. It's like saints. yeah, it just makes me think of all the people in my life, you know, that have yeah. been very important to me and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's like, what that's the same moment in Mr. Holland's opus that I mm-hmm. I get choked up. You know, because yeah. that's oh. a great movie, dude. I don't remember that. I need to see that movie again. Because that I, movie would, well, I, you know what, it would be. I think it would be tough for Martin to sit through, although he might. But it was, it was really, really good. We need to Richard get Martin Dreyfus. on the line, see what he thinks. Get him on the line, see if it would be a difficult movie for him to get him on the horn. Uh, <laughs> that'd be hilarious if we could totally get him on the phone. Um, Mr. Holland's Opus, yes or no, Martin? <laughs> Just get his audio. Ah, uh, cool, cool. Uh. Yeah, 
Doggy. <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. So, uh, what yeah, did yeah. you think? Uh of his accent. I thought it was okay. It kind of distracted me a little bit. It did. Just well, cuz yeah. it was just it, I don't know. It just did. But then I got over it. Like I it was only the beginning of the movie that I really was thinking about it. Yeah. Um cuz I felt like he I don't know if he lost the accent a little bit later in the movie, I feel and like so I didn't notice have. it. I feel like he might have, like, after his stroke. Yeah, When he was trying to learn how to talk again. Yeah, there was just a few times where he would, like, just... He just sounded like normal Bill Murray. Maybe. Well, um, uh, although he might have... If we watched the second half of the movie again, I wonder if his accent actually did stay the same and we just definitely got used to it. Did you think once he had that stroke... And he started talking for the very first second. Like, did you think, oh man, he's gonna be like this the rest of the movie? Um, Were you just? Did you think about that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, my I, I was no, I didn't. I didn't actually, but I did think about it in theory of everything. Oh yeah. So I imagine if it had been like that, I would have taken notice of the fact that Bill Murray's man. He's having to put a lot of effort into how to pronounce these words as if he's struggling to pronounce the words, yeah. like Eddie Redmayne, and he did a great job he deserved he deserved his award dude he he would get <clears throat> see i couldn't throw myself into that kind of role i couldn't i couldn't like, like a justin long tusk feel. role <laughs> <laughs> well i could top into that costume pretty well um but yeah like playing playing somebody like stephen hawking like stephen hawking up and around up and walking around is one thing but then him having to deal with this this yeah. debilitating disease is just looks like, like incredible Whoa. like people that play those characters like you we mentioned on I can't remember what episode it was they all kind of blend but uh Leonardo DiCaprio with Arnie and yeah. Gilbert Grape yeah uh just playing those characters how they literally yeah. had to take those on and it's it is pretty mind blowing to think about how young he was when he did that character right, and how right. fucking good he was. You know? He was incredible. Was he nominated for anything then? I don't know actually. I mean Should- damn dude that was a that was such I I didn't I don't think I knew of him before then. Mm, I didn't really know of him until uh Titanic. I mean, I was totally I believed I did I didn't know of him, so I thought yeah. cuz he, he did on, Titanic he, after that. Yes, he did some, he did like Growing Pains. He was on like a, the last couple of seasons oh, of Growing Pains. Oh, that's right. And then uh and then he did Gilbert Grey. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, yeah, he was Man. he was kind of the up and comer and then you know, Titanic, he just blew up. Oh, yeah, that movie exploded. Zero Oscars. Titanic? He's, no, Leonardo oh. DiCaprio, sorry. <laughs> I think Titanic won a bunch of shit. himself has oh. won zero Oscars. Has he been nominated, though? A few times. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. I mean, that's just as good as winning. It's always, I mean, it's say. an honor just to be nominated, right? I'd say. Right? I mean, if you're within the <laughs> company, the how many times were you nominated for an Academy Award? Twice? That's fucking amazing. It is. You know? It is pretty incredible. Like, Although in that world, you know, he is. He's done some great roles. Like when he was the Aviator. No, he wasn't. He was Howard Hughes in the Aviator. Oh yeah, he did a great job. I I, I don't think I saw that movie. It was it was well done. He had uh, this kind of psychosis about him because Howard Hughes was a germaphobe. Ah, it was it was well done, very well crafted. But he did the Spruce Goose. What Sarah's 
with her her thing. Really? He built the Spruce Goose. Yes. You see him building. Okay. He, the whole movie he is obsessing over this airplane. Oh man. You should see this movie. Now knowing that Sarah oh, had just yeah. done this thing, you really should. Okay. It's great. It's long, but it's Scorsese. I mean, it's a it's a great movie. Man. Yeah. Okay, that'd be awesome to see that and then do a uh, a show with Sarah. Chat with Sarah, yeah. Yeah, talk to her about the, the Goosey Goose. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, did we ever mention what she did there? I, I don't, we might have, we might have touched on it. She basically, Sarah's been on the turns show. Turns a building that, yeah, she's been on the show. She, yeah. uh, goes into old structures. Like if someone buys a building and they're like, okay, we need blueprints, but there are no blueprints or updated right. blueprints. Right. She goes in and she literally make puts 3D models of these buildings together. She's got like a laser measure. Yeah, in AutoCAD. She's a she's one of the top in her field in the country. Um in high demand. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome to talk to. She's yeah, really funny. She is. She is. She's so, a great person. We gotta have her back on to talk about the goose. She did the spruce goose. Yeah. And so Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it, we could put some of her little pictures well, on she the did, site. She did the she did the airplane hangar, the giant airplane hangar that had to be built to accommodate the construction of this massive airplane yeah it's like two huge hangers huge together google is buying and then in the very yeah google just i think they're renting it mm. i think they've got it on like this long rental okay because right. i think the land okay yeah. is owned by someone else okay yeah i can see that okay. but they're changing everything up that's why yeah, she's it's, in it's there pretty much going to be a google building yeah they want to basically restore it back to its original yeah you know so it'll be yeah. cool to go back to it and see it absolutely but they film everything there. Yeah. Uh, Titanic. Speaking of Titanic, they, yeah, we mentioned that. Yeah. I, mean, I know you mentioned that on the show. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Sarah, shout out. Shout out. She's probably, I wonder if she's listening to this right now. I bet you she's listening to this right this second. <laughs> you should come back on the show. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You can guess. She's host. been working her ass off, so she, that, she hasn't been around much. Uh, that's but. true, well, which is, you know, there are worse problems to have. That's true. That you is know? true. <laughs> that is very true. Oh, but I wanted to, speaking of shout outs, I wanted to be real quick, give a little shout out to uh, John Paul Skaggs. McCartney. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, Paul oh. McCartney. Fall McCartney. False McCartney. False McCartney. No, 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 no. No, I would never say that. Paul McCartney is a badass. He's using air quotes, though. You guys can't see it, but Joe just said Paul McCartney in air quotes. <laughs> I did. Uh, to John Skaggs, he's got a new book called Gone. Everybody go check it out. A story of loss, resilience, and hope. Johnsgags.com. I, I believe made, it's I just John made that Skaggs. up. I have no I idea if that's his website Skaggs. or not. I'll tell you right now if it's johnsgags.com. It is John Skaggs, J-O-N-S-K-A-G-G-S dot net. Ooh, dot net. Yeah, if you go there, you can see he's got a new book out uh, that is... Man, uh, self-publishing. Yeah, he put this book out about kind of, I guess what he's been going through over the last several years. And Crazy. Yeah, kind of recaps, I think, some of his family history, and I'm really stoked to, wow. to read it. Yeah, he just sent it to me tonight, so thanks, John. Well I'm done. fucking excited to well read this done. thing, man. Well done. Proud will, of you, dude. Uh, I'll go purchase a copy. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a buddy, Edgar, who has written two books. He, Both of them were e-published, uh, like, I guess through Amazon. He oh, self-published cool. them through Amazon. And then he did this second one. I think he did a run of like 500 like actual physical copies. Again, through Amazon, I believe. Nice. You know, he's just taking advantage of this. Man, people can do anything now. They yeah. can have their own product line. They can have their, like, like uh, Junebug. 
has clothing lines and uh, his artwork and you know it's just the thing you've got you've got your toes in all these different things in this different world because you can everything is just so accessible to you now like i never would have expected anybody i knew to like I don't know, self-publish a book. I never really knew anybody had the aspirations to do that. Yeah. And in the past couple, you know, months, I've met a few people that have written their own books mostly because they can. Yeah. You know, it's not like they went out and struggled to to get a, raise the money and find a publisher and this, that, and the other. It's just like, oh, I can just like pay Amazon a fee and like self-publish this book myself. Cool. Yeah. I and mean, you can do, do you can do it. Yeah. And you can get, you have your book even printed through all these, there's a bunch of companies out it's there incredible. now where you can self-publish and have them printed into these professional badass but, legitimate books. I mean, bound and everything. Yeah. There's so many options. And out not there like now. the little like wire comb. No, I mean, like you can, school, yeah, no, this you know? is legitimate. This is like where anybody would Shakespeare go. type of binding. Yeah, I mean, I, anybody would go there. Even publishing houses would go through right. some of these places. Right, right. They just do good work. But they, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm stoked to read it. I, I, I don't even know. I always thought about writing a book, but I never really thought about writing something about my life. I, it was more, I had this crazy uh, book idea I started about witches and stuff, which cool. wasn't, you know, not, it wasn't Harry Pottery had nothing oh, to do with that. Oh. It was it was way different, but I still want to write it. It's just kind of <laughs> yeah. You know, it's in the back burner. Not I'm like Brian Potter. Griffin. Yeah. You know how Brian's always trying to write his book? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've got a couple of those. I've got a couple of screenplays that are sitting on the back burner, but I know they will be made. Yeah. I know it's going to happen. Your book your book will come out. Man, I used to have this computer when I was growing up. It was just a word processor. Yeah. And I saved so many stories in there, man, oh, yeah. that I wrote. And I would listen to music and get inspired by music and just write to the music. Nice. And create yeah. these scenes, you know, I'd picture them in my head and just write them out with nice. music and then replay the song and picture it again and perfect them out. That's cool. And I had so many, dude, and I lost them all, man. Oh, uh, yeah. how come? Where? Computer died and and then mm. it became obsolete. I hung on to it for a while and then uh, I went to college and just kind of bummer. Yeah, it's just things got bummer. lost in the fall. Well, I had I had some of my hard drives from college. They weren't working because the computer had been dropped when it was shipped to me in North Carolina. Um and so I kept on to these hard drives because the the disks were probably fine. If I had like a $1000, like they could have opened the hard drive up pulled the platters into put them into a new casing and and spun up the disc. Yeah. Um but they were in the they were in the truck. So uh, that was what happened to all of like my school stuff, uh, all of my so projects nuts, and all that. Yeah. I've got I've got a bunch of like the finals, but you know all of my papers, all of you know just all It'd just be interesting stuff. to read what you write when you're a kid, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah. I, I I have some journals. Yeah. From I would say the late 90s, maybe early 2000s, mm-hmm. but because I used to journal a lot when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and I don't really do it so much now. I'm more, I mean, we're doing these podcasts now. It's kind of yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but I don't know. It's just fascinating to, like, when you seriously write something when you're really in it, that's a different thing than just journaling something about, you know, what your day is like, you know? Right. Like intentionally writing a story, I, I just lost all these stories, and you know. But it is what it is, you know. It's one of those things where I'm like, "Fuck!" But at the same time, they were just thoughts. They were, 
and they were thoughts that got you to your present thoughts. Yeah. You know, my my mom has kept a lot of my stuff. That's cool, yeah. Like, I mean, especially since we were homeschooled, you know, she kept for a while. I, I don't know that when they sold the house, they kept a lot of that kind of stuff, but... You know, probably not the textbooks and stuff anymore, but like writing assignments and things yeah. like that. I mean, she's probably still got all of the like personalized stuff that was like the assignments we'd hand in, hand in. not necessarily notebooks or anything like that. But do you think she ever pulls it out and reads through it? No, 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 because it, it was always kept up in the attic. Oh, and gotcha. She's keeping them for us, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's You know, true. I mean, I, I don't imagine she'll ever go up in there and like make an album of them, but who knows? If she well, yeah, does, I mean, if there was ever a behind be the scene or like, a, you know, with all this shit we're doing, you all of a sudden people want to dig into what you did at your artwork growing right. up. Right. She has the artwork that you did. Exactly. That's cool stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, my mom was always good at that kind of stuff. She always, a lot of people have, you know, boxes of photos for, you know, throughout the years and all that. My mom made albums. Like oh, wow. she, cool. you know, but just the ones where you'd slip them in the pages and she didn't do like scrapbooking or anything gotcha. like yeah, that. Yeah. But every year, I mean, every year it was like a two week ordeal. She would, you know, get all the photographs that they she'd taken over the year, you know, the years period and like. She would always get duplicates, sometimes triplicates for like, because this is a really good photo of of the three of them, and so that was her hobby. We'd each, yeah, for for a few months, you know, for, excuse me, for a few weeks, she would she would that's definitely cool, do that. Man. That's way cool, you know, for four kids and then one for my two parents, like wow. not, but them them together. So usually it was five photo albums every year. <laughs> she yeah. ended up having to do. Damn, yeah, my know. mom was good at that too. She would. Uh, that's cool. She's got. I think she's trying to put us. Uh, like our own book together. She's, yeah. I think she's only made a few of them so far, but it, they're really gorgeous, man. Nice, uh, nice. I'm excited whenever I get one. If if I get one, I don't know. If. But she's got like these boxes of each one of us kids, <laughs> and it's really crazy, dude. Because I I don't remember most of those pictures. And then, you know, when I was in Milwaukee a couple years ago, yeah, for Christmas, I went through the box and I was just looking at all these. No, it was in Phoenix. So this was like three years ago. Oh wow! I was looking at all these pictures of myself as a kid, and it was yeah. just like, oh my god! Like these little flooding memories of yeah, just honestly part confusion because it's like, wow! Like you go from there to just all the things you go through in life, and all of a sudden you're standing on this other side of this mountain. You know, it is weird. It's so fascinating to me, dude. It's a uh, man. It is crazy to look back on on elements of life. Especially since I know that at some point I'm going to be looking back on this period of my life. You know, it's it's not the only time I'm going to be at the end looking back on my life is when it is the end and it's flashing before my eyes. Which, you know, if you think about it, if your whole life flashes before your eyes when you die, doesn't that flashing before your eyes also have to include your life flashing before your eyes? I don't know, but everyone says this. But everyone who says it is lives. So who knows what everyone who actually dies goes through? I think everyone who lives, maybe things flash before your eyes. It's not before you die. It's just the fact that your body's resetting you going, hey, remember all this cool shit you did? Go have fun. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. I I think it's probably got something to do with (coughs) reactions to, you know, people's psychoses there at the very end. They're starting to recall things from 50 years ago and everything. So I don't know. Maybe I'm sure there's got to be some sort of data on how they arrived at, 
your life might flash before your eyes. I don't know. I don't know though, man. It's like, you know, you think about your thoughts and what you feel. Yeah. People can diagnose you or say this is what it is or that's what it is. And you can kind of relate things to what other people experience. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it's your own mind and spirit going through whatever it is you go through. Yeah. That is kind of disconnected from words. It's disconnected from people naming it something. Yeah. It's almost like um, if that's what the body does to to kind of protect itself in when it's breaking down, mm-hmm. it's almost unfair to to call it something when it is supposed to almost put someone in a state of beingness yeah. to where they're not supposed to even know it. And right. it, it's a pe- the most peaceful way that you separate from your body. Oh, man. It's just like you you suddenly sink back into a cloud of wonderful feelings or horrible feelings or whatever it is, but that's your transitionary period into death. Yeah, your body just releases Mm. all the chemicals to cause your brain or your spirit, all of it connected, Mm. to just do what it needs, you know? That's why I was, you know, it's like wondering when people go in these have these plane crashes like do yeah. they all pass out on the way down or were they alive the whole and awake the whole way down you know how terrifying to oh, think about that legitimately man. put yourself in those shoes it's pretty fucking kind of a unsettling feeling yeah but at the same time if you look at it everything going you know what whether you survive whether you don't either way you live forever because your spirit is forever. As far as I feel yeah I I, I don't I have no way of knowing that. Yeah absolutely don't I don't know. Right. But we contemplate it. As a, so as a human must, being, you have no way of knowing that. Yeah, it's like... Your spirit might. I think one of the big, the coolest examples is comparing what we think about to what like a plant does or like what a tree does or sure. what this, like a sunset does. How does a plant know that it's supposed to grow? Exactly. It's these things that exist that just, just do their thing. Yeah. And nothing is complaining. Nothing's, it's just doing its thing. So what are we doing without interjecting like a false thing into what would otherwise be a perfect, right, beautiful, easy road without it's, any peril, you know? It's always, it's all hard-coded into this little seed from its very get-go. Like this seed is a big old apple tree. Oh, for sure. Or... A mustard tree, or you know, and then the earth does what it needs along with the help of the sun and the water from the rain. It just biologically replicates itself and alters its appearance and its its well, you know, for its well being, and it becomes what it already is. Man, I always think about how, and I think I've mentioned it before. I don't know if I'm repeating on this show or not, but I won't go deep into it, but. Like our planet is disclaimers, literally disclaimers, disclaimers. Yeah, our planet is literally a an Eden, and yes. the only thing really like when we hear about all this weather and all these things happening, and we get all disgruntled about what we're doing to it. Mm-hmm. It's just stuff we're doing, you know. And potentially, our planet is taking everything because it's it's essentially just elements anyway. Like everything in this universe is together. It comes from the same place. It's all made of the same molecules and DNA codes and, you know, to a degree, everything is connected. Uh, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. don't know how to say that without it being like, everything is basically connected in the universe, including ourselves with stars. But it's like, 
if that's what it is, we're living in an Eden because the elements that we're putting out into this atmosphere, yes, this planet is probably taking those elements and destroying the bad negative elements that could harm us. Potentially, yes. we could be harming ourselves to extinction, but the Earth will right. be fine. Because the earth is just like our bodies. It's just because you get sick doesn't mean you're going to die. The earth you know is I mean? going to thrive without us. Mm. It will definitely thrive without us. Absolutely. But it could also thrive with us. Absolutely. It could if we allowed it to. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is I, I, I wonder a lot of times, I know science does some incredible shit. Like there are some people doing... Like, like, like Rob Science? Like people who study the oceans or like study... Frank Science. Frank Science, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weird Science. Frank uh, Science. That's uh, what's Frank the, Science. What are you talking about? I'm just making up names. Like it's somebody's. Oh, Johnny Science. Yeah, Johnny <laughs> okay. Science. Oh, Johnny Science. <laughs> oh yeah, there Johnny it is. Science. That's Marvel's new uh, new superhero. Yeah, nice. Johnny Science. Johnny Science. <laughs> Kid genius. What were you saying about science? Uh, science is doing um, a lot of stuff. That's such a weird word. Science. Science. No, but there's these incredible people doing all these research projects on various things and they study them for like 10 years and they go, okay, so in 2005, we studied the oceans here and here's what's happened in the last 10 years. And so this is based on this research, the world is blah, 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 and it's getting worse and all these things. But then to think about what about 10,000 years ago, could shit have been dirty or could something have hit the earth that caused such a pollution that everything was destroyed and all these things. And you think about it all and you go, wow, like if life can be birthed after there's a fire in right. a forest, right? it's just ultimately the earth is going to replenish itself. It it's got everything it needs. Yes. We are, we are stealing the things the earth needs away from it and wasting them. And they're kind of floating around on, in, in the oceans. <laughs> but I mean, basically. I still feel like it's going it, to, it would fix itself. I do too. It I think the Earth would absolutely. Fix it will. 100%. It's it's built to sustain itself. That's yes. what this thing is. It's a spaceship. Yes, it is spaceship Earth. That's why they call it that. It's it's a self sustaining environment floating in outer space. That's what we're on. Yes, it's fucking fantastic, dude. It's mind blowing to think about it. Really, it is. It and is. people take it for granted, myself included. And it's fucking crazy because we have to build better societies that are smarter, right? We should. We should. But the information's out there. It's crazy coming well, across it. The like documentaries like Chasing Ice. Yeah. Or what's what was the one Sleeping Wolf had their song on? Mission Blue. Mission Blue. Yeah. About the oceans mm-hmm. and uh, chasing ice. Sylvia Earle, all her research. Yeah. I of mean, the coral reefs. There are there are a lot of eco programs and stuff out there and, and honestly I'm sure a lot of them get a bad rap because there are a lot of information maybe presented in a in a, an entertaining way but maybe not yeah um but there are some great ones out there and i've been lucky to have been recommended quite a few of really good um you know health documentaries and and earth-based documentaries and and you know conspiracy documentaries oh, yeah. i mean there's a lot of great information out there and i'm i'm glad we have access to it absolutely I'm glad it's not just in a library somewhere that you know with two copies, most of which are always checked out. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I remember that time, I remember man. Going to a library, yeah. and wanting a book so badly. You would go and see if they had a TV series, and yeah, it was always. Oh, checked we out. got to know the library ladies up at up at our local library a lot. We were they pretty cool? There. They were. I mean, yeah, we were we were bold kids. We would call up and be like, "Hey, do you have this? Well, do you know when it's going to come in? 
well, can you give me a call when that comes in? Like, I'd really like to try and put, you know, get that. So they, yeah, put me on the list. Yeah, seriously. Like we would, we knew, we knew library card numbers backwards and forwards. We, oh, wow. we knew how to work that library system. We were great. We Shit, would go what does once. that mean? Well, like we, we knew. This needs we, to be filmed right now. Like you as kids, like going yeah, through the library. Like recreation, like We always knew how to, how to find our own shit and renew books. Yeah. Because it's a library. Oh, shit. All right, sorry. That's a shame. I'll enjoy that in the playback. Oh, man. That's cool though, man. So yeah. you guys, what were your favorite books to to rent to, or to check I out? Know. I, I mean, say. I it, we were really heavy into the library when I was like, you know, eleven through about fifteen or sixteen, and then even yeah. when I was doing research and stuff like that, I would still go to the library because this is still before internet is really a good tool for for online research. Yeah. You know, it was still in its fledgling days. People were um, still going in there sifting through newspaper articles. Alta Vista, you know, remember was, that was still the Google, the, the search of the day. Yeah. I mean, I, I did microfilm and all those kinds of things. I went and, you know, had to look up books in the downstairs section, which yeah. was uh, always nonfiction. And you always thought about that scene from Ghostbusters. You're like, I hope this doesn't happen down here. Yeah. Yeah. It would have terrified me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I we used to love the library, and it's not. I mean, they're still around. I'm sure. I'm there, sure yeah, schools, definitely. I'm sure you know. Well, I'm sure most people probably utilize the library. I just, it's not a, it's not something that's one of my hangouts. You should see if there's one near you. I, I should. Mean, if there's one around the corner, yeah. maybe be something where you're like, oh, I'll go. It walk might be there nice to actually read a book rather than try and read one on my iPad. Yeah. Dude, I remember in elementary school, our school library was so badass, dude. It was in the middle of the building. The building was kind of surrounding it in yep. this big square that had windows all around it. Nice. And so it was kind of the donut hole of this building, I guess. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it had all these old, like, what do you call that with the claw feet? Uh, tubs. Okay. Bathtubs. Yeah, I don't. Uh, They're called uh, lion's feet or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's I, like I a know cat's what you're foot. About. Yeah. Whatever that's called. All you designers out there, just hit us up. Flipping bird at the show. No, but uh, they had no, all no, of no. these. Help us out. Help us out. If you know what those things are called, yeah. tweet at us. At yeah. High I feel foolish game. right now for forgetting, but it's okay. That's whatever. Just, we're all here. It's to just learn. a name. We're all hanging out. So anyway, it's a bunch of these old tubs at these different heights and packed full of pillows and. Oh, but they were nice. little places you could climb up and, and read your books into. Nice. I thought that was awesome. Nice. That'd be cool, cool if there's libraries like that still. That would be neat. They ended yes. up tearing that school down. So I'm really bummed about it. It's a shame. I'll never be able to go back and reminisce. You know? But you'll be able to, to build your own at one day. The Elf Tree Library. The love, <laughs> that would be awesome. Wouldn't it, though? That, that would, be, would cool. be pretty cool. I used to go to the library and I would create my own books. by Every time I would check out a book or I would just hang out there, I would... Yeah, rip a page out of a random book, and I would go home and uh, I would start with page one from yeah. a book, tear yeah. it out, find a page two in a random book, tear really? it out, page three, do the whole thing and get like a thousand pages. Wow! And create a new book. Wow! So I only did a few of them though. Really? I felt really terrible for doing it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I never would have considered doing that, but that's art. Yeah, that was an artistic. Piece. It was a dick move. So I apologize to anyone who's ever read and page 62 was gone 
And to the guy where page 69 was gone, it wasn't what you were thinking. Yeah, yeah. It was a coincidence. I don't it, think I knew what that was then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. That's a great little, that's a great little nugget. Yeah. That's, that's weird to think about. I haven't thought about that in yeah. forever. That just really blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, we would go we would go once a week and we would walk out with like canvas grocery bags full. Wow. You know. Wow. Damn. Yeah. yeah. We're going to read. Well, we were homeschooled. <laughs> so uh, we did. That's a, a lot of what we were doing was reading That's crazy, books dude. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. It was neat. It's always nice to uh because I never really liked renting or checking out big books like art. Because right. I loved checking out art books and stuff. Cool. But I never like taking home the big books, so they're just too fucking huge. They so I just sit in the library and read those ones, nice. and then just thumb through them, you know, get inspired. We never, we never hung out in the library. Like we didn't go to sit and just read for a few hours up at the library. I guess I did a little bit when I was doing some research, but when we were tired of getting we went, shushed. Well, yeah. When we were going to the library, we were going to get books and then take them home and read them. Yeah. I probably checked out the same few books a, a number of different times, you know. Nice. 10, well, 20 times. I mean, sometimes you got to do that, though, you know? They're, you they're gotta, favorites for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. You got to dig through and you like what you like and it leads you to the next place, right? Do your library books have a smell? I think oh yeah, everything like smell. man. That was my favorite thing. Every time I would buy a CD, yeah, or you take the little booklet out and you smell it. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. it's yeah, like yeah. a print, a fresh print. It's so toxic. Shouldn't sm- smell it. Yeah, you know? but, but doesn't kill you, obviously. Because like new car smell. <laughs> you know, I love that though, man. I f- yeah, <laughs> books still, and stuff. The smell cool. of a book. Like yeah. I remember growing up, uh, whenever I'd be have tutoring because I was just super there was classes i hated in really? middle school that yeah. i just would have to go and take after school yeah. courses just cuz i was flunking and shit yeah yeah and anytime the teacher was like flipping the pages the page it was almost like this hypnotic smell oh, which was yeah. weird it yeah. almost like made me want to take a nap okay i don't know how to describe that it's which boring. i mean it's kind of weird to think associated about associated with school i'm sure you know school was it's the same feeling whenever you get, you know, when you go get a haircut and they wash your hair and they're like massaging your head yep. under the warm water. Yep. Yep. It's that. It's when you're like, oh, I could fall asleep right now. Yes. Yes. It was that. Like once you would hear the page, it's like the sound of the page turning and then the smell of the print. It was so crazy. It was nice. hypnotic to me, man. Nice. Nice. That's another like, nugget. It's like a Pavlovian little, uh, little response. But I promise you, I was never like a, like a sniffer of things, which like, fucking uh, thank like, God. Sh- yeah, like you know how people sniff markers and yeah. spray paint and oh, all that whippets oh, or whatever, yeah. all that I like shit. To get high, dude. I was never into that stuff. You didn't huff glue. No, no, nice. No, but I did enjoy the smell of every time I would gas up my car. I still yeah. do. Like, yeah, I, mean, I know how a, toxic it like, is now, but you know, oh, you I try not to those it markers in. that used to smell like fruit. Oh yeah. I mean, they're like that's that's where that generation came from. That's some toxic ass shit. You yeah, know it is. Like you're having them sniff these markers, man. <laughs> I mean, no wonder you've got kids getting getting high, oh and they God. still sell them. They wow. still sell them. You walk into like a Staples, and I'm you sure like strawberries, don't you? There. Yeah, like what in the world? Yeah. You know they have to check your ID to buy spray paint. It's, I know this. I mean, it's I I sure I understand it, but. Because you have to be at least 18 to sniff spray paint. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Man, that's so bad for your brain. Don't sniff spray paint. Don't sniff things. Don't sniff much, unless it's food. You can sniff food all you want. Yeah, I mean, well, 
until all of a sudden in like a hundred years, we find out mankind went in st- extinct because they all were sniffing their food, which was extremely toxic. It well, I mean, basically it's, destroyed it's, them. It, it's, you know, genetically modified food. So <laughs> who knows? We might be sniffing cancerous smell <laughs> Their cells. death was a slow burn. Slow burn. Yeah, yeah. Man. Steve's going to burn his stomach out with those peppers one of these days. Oh, dude. I actually, I burned myself out for, uh, I would say like three days ago. Really? Yeah, man. It's, I had several me- meals in a row, uh, Serrano peppers. Ah. And damn, dude, my body was done. Yeah. It was just sour. It's like, you um, got bubble yeah. guts. Bubble guts, yeah. yeah. Bubble guts shrimp. <laughs> bubble guts shrimp. <laughs> Well, if you it, it's a it's a re- shrimp restaurant for the the daringly bold uh, Feasty shell, eaters. shellfish shellfish allergic people. Oh shit! You know, it's like can you uh, you want to you want to attempt the bubble guts? <laughs> oh, that's oh, horrible! Delicious bubble guts. Bubble guts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and yeah, it's just like that. It's like it's It's like the 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 farting swamp from never ending story Story. right yes that's bubble guts yeah yeah the never ending story i don't know the words jack black was in the third one oh man there was a there was a straight to video third one no way yeah oh yeah there was a straight to video third never ending story movie with the kid from free willy who was that kid? I don't remember that kid. The the main kid? JTT? I mean, no. Leo DeCap? His name was Jason James Richter, actually. I don't know why I know this, but yes, I think that was his Jason name. James Richter. And then Jack Black was the, uh, he was a bully in this kid's hey, school. Kid. Like a ha- yeah. like in high school, he was a leader of the the bully gang, the Nasties. Was he like... <laughs> And the it's, nasties on Jack Black. Too. <laughs> that sounds it's like hilarious. a group of hookers walking around. The nasties. What call the nasties? I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. So Jack Black is a bully. Was he good? Was he I good? mean, I, sure. It was probably one of the first things I ever saw him in. Did he do any? <laughs> oh, that would be good to see. Uh, Tenacious D. Yeah. If we, if we see them playing somewhere, we should dude, I saw them open up for Weezer. It was awesome. Oh yes, you've told me this. Yeah, it was cool. All right, you've fucking seen Tenacious D. Oh man, I get it. They're still cool. You should see them yeah. live. I mean, if they ever come through, man. Weird yeah. Al's gonna come through. Actually, he's gonna be playing at the Greek in September. He's not on a label anymore. I don't really care. He is. <laughs> he is currently still on a label. I'm just kidding. It's so like management got a hold of me. Although, like you know, Zero I mean, is he, is he on a label if he's touring? Who's he touring for? Uh, he's probably on some sort of contract with a with major a booking company. Oh, okay. So, so like it, he's probably, I mean, he definitely has some sort of established yes, personal I mean, label now or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But so he's, his tour is not, is not tied to the record label, is it? I don't know. Or unless they, it? unless they are signed on to one last tour with the record or sure, something. Sure. You know, okay. That's yeah, very maybe, plausible for maybe, sure. Maybe. Hey, Beast, we hear you out there. That's enough. Sorry. I had to talk to my dog in an accent like 1930s. it was a... <laughs> you better shut your mouth. You know what happened last time. I got the paper. I wound it up, and I slapped you in the nose, and you didn't like it one bit now, did you? You want your kibbles, kibbles and bits? You want your kibbles and bits? <laughs> you walked around think on your nose for two weeks. <laughs> you want a New York hot dog? <laughs> Man, hot dogs are pretty good. I don't know why. I don't well, know why that just sounded like it would hit the spot. 
It's too bad we're not in New York and can't just walk out and go grab That's one on true. the corner. I will be actually in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you're going to New York, going so we're going to take York. a little breakage. I don't know. I don't know how long I'm going to be there. Is this know? the last high dare, or are we doing one more? We'll do one more. Well, okay. yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do one more. Well, we'll do one more for the one the time that I'm in. You know. Uh, okay. Maybe. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll have one. We'll have one ready to go. Oh, we should also mention the podcast uh, uh, convention that we're going to go to. So if anyone that's in September, yes, yeah, it's the it's the LA Podfest. Like I, I LA saw, Podfest. I saw a ticket. I think that's what it was. Yeah, the LA Podfest. So we, yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna be interacting with everybody. Yeah, we're gonna go to that thing, and uh, it'll be you, Martin, myself, hopefully Dylan. Dylan, um, yes, Dylan will be there. You know, and uh, we're gonna go and we'd love to meet Steve's, up with some of the people Steve's that amazing. we listen to. Yes, exactly. You know, everybody. That'd be cool. Yeah, we we hope to make as many friends in the podcasting world as we can until yeah. that point, and then uh, all meet up. There's, it's there's like a little uh, nerdy community. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it is right. It is. Well, <laughs> I feel a, so fucking nerdy saying nerdy, this, but it's not even nerdy. It's like oh, it's like you know, local musicians, local artists, anything like yeah. that. Like we are doing something that everybody else is doing in their own special way. And if we dig these people, we should, you know, go and hang out with these. And we people. gotta have Elf Tree Podcast Network shirts by then. We we should like we should badass T-shirts, man. So, speaking of T-shirts, uh, if you have any extra change laying underneath the uh, couch cushions, yes, we have a little thing called Feed the Tree on our website. We do. We're not like asking for a handout particularly, but we we do need some support. We will we will need support to help realize the dreams that we've got because like this this board can't necessarily do itself and i promise guys everybody wants to 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 be a part of what's on this board yeah we've, we've got, got a some fucking great shit yeah we've got some syndication about to start with a company called pulp epic, pulp epic. um so shout out to them and they're gonna be uh well pre-shout out pre-shout know. out yeah, yeah yeah you know i mean we're, <laughs> we're getting there we're on the banners and stuff so yeah know, like so trickling out we're, it'll be it'll be good we're, we're gonna drop in uh at a certain point yeah we'll, we'll give a shout out to everybody so we're gonna be on that and uh you know they've got a pretty cool thing going on over there so it'll be fun to like team up with them and it will be uh we you know we just want to be able to have t-shirts and things that you can have yeah. that would represent you enjoying the shows. Yes, you know? exactly. We we want everybody to to represent as they want to. And I desperately want a uh, to wear one of these. Things. I want a beanie. <laughs> I would definitely. I would definitely wear an Elf Tree yeah, podcast. Yeah, totally. Work, like embroidered beanie. Yeah, get some Neff beanies and have them yeah, printed. Yeah, that's that's going to be definitely one of these these products. That would be so rad, man. Are you listening to any new podcasts Doable. lately? Uh, no, I did listen to the last Congressional Dish, Nice, um, which was pretty good. Nice. It was uh, basically just her and her friend were listening to the shutdown when they were kind oh, of voting yes. on the, the Department, Department of, of Homeland, Homeland Security, Security shutdown. And it was her interviewing her brother who uh, works for the uh, Coast Guard. And nice. so unbeknownst to most Americans, uh, Department of Homeland Security has like 20 different uh, separate entities that have been thrown under one umbrella. So oh, the Coast sure. Guard is under that. But everyone would be freaking out if the Coast Guard was being shut down because everyone can kind of generally agree that it's good that they are it's the ones that go out there Guard. and save you. Yes, yes. If you're on a ship or, you know, they're there to rescue you. Yeah. Um, well, they're also there to defend us from... Yeah, so from, it's it's not just TSA, you right. know? So it's it was interesting to hear her talk to her brother and, and kind of what happens in the process of a shutdown, everyone still has to go to work, but it's kind of this, uh, they 
put this back pay up, I yeah. guess, where they log their hours and they get paid whenever the, the shutdown's over or whatever. But it's just people playing a game against each other. It's literally people um, in the house just playing games right. with each other. Right, uh, right. But the only people that are really being affected are those who are actually serving their time. That's the, that's the only people know. who are ever affected. When the yeah. When the government shut down a year or so ago, that's the only people who were really and truly punished in that particular scenario were the people like like the interns and mm-hmm. the the secretaries and the people who who work for their living. And the, yeah, and the hard thing is is you they know? have to pay bills just like anybody does. I mean, you think yes. about your bills you've got to pay and all of a sudden you're not getting an actual cash in your bank account mm-hmm. the 15th of every month anymore. You have to figure something out and a right. lot of people just dude it's it's not a nice deal for a lot of people, so it's not, and it could last a long time. And I think right now it's it involves around two hundred thousand people, something like that. Oh, goodness, so that's a goodness. lot of people to be fucking with. I think get your shit together, America. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that can be cleaned up. I think, and it's being exposed right now. And congressional dish, thanks for for putting that out there because be. it was a very interesting yeah episode. For yeah, sure. again, shout out. Yeah, shout um, out. I started listening to this podcast called Story Breakers. Ian, what new shows have you been watching <laughs> or listening to? I it's, didn't say it. It's uh, no, no, no. It's fine. It's it's it, that was a natural segue into that conversation. <laughs> um, but Storybreakers is uh, it's a great concept. Each each and every week they come up with an idea for a a, a movie script, essentially That's cool, or like yeah. a movie story. And by the end of the show, if you dig it, you can have it. Is there oh, is wow. their whole gimmick? How much do you have to pay? I don't know. I don't exactly know exactly wow. how that works. Uh, but it's just it's one of those things that you know they are just sitting around pontificating about. Uh, like right now, they're doing one that's kind of rebooting Zorro. Oh, okay, it's, it's yeah, be yeah. Their most recent episode, so I'm gonna go listen to that one on my way home. So, how do they do it? Like, do they just sit there and make up things and then just keep embellishing on it? They just and kind of have a brainstorm. Story. Yeah, they kind of, they kind of, their their goal is from the beginning to the end to come up with a story. Like, this could be a a, a way to read. Interesting. Zorro That's or pretty cool. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to listen to that. So, you know, shout out. Go check them out. Story breakers. Yeah, story breakers. That's badass. What you're doing. It is. It is. I'm stoked to listen. What's uh? How many episodes in are they? Do you know? I think eleven. Oh, rad! Eleven or twelve? That's a good yeah. little amount. It's like a yeah. full season already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're yeah. getting a new movie, you yeah. know. Good job, exactly. I don't know. That's how I see it. It's uh, it's interesting to see how, what ways people do their podcasts too. Yeah. You know, there's another one that I read. Uh, this show I can't remember the host's name, but Neil Patrick Harris. Well, Neil Patrick Harris would be good on a podcast, like <laughs> but. The the gimmick of her show is every week she's the guest on oh. her own show. Whoever, whoever's on her show has to host. Is the host? Yeah. Ah, show. that's cool. And it can be whatever that person wants. And that person could introduce her as like a, a fictional character, and then oh. she has to play that character. Or pretty good. Uh, I haven't heard it. I, I actually was I saw it on this list, and I was like, "Man, that is an incredible concept." I'll have to look up what it is. I'll post it on the website for everybody who's listening and and, and interested. But nice, uh, yeah. So those are those are some some podcasts I'm going to check out this next week. Yeah, there's it's cool. I think it's uh, it's almost like you get to go harvest all these little gems that are hiding. I think that's kind of what we have here at Elf Tree. Is is there are so many different podcasts out there, right? Yes, there are movie podcasts. But something becomes its own little gem when you get a certain 
element of conversation happening right. or in who the hell knows and maybe no one likes it, but you know what I mean? Like the, I can look through the list of our episodes. It's like, there's so many cool things that we talked about in some of these, you know, that stick out like, wow, I'm so glad I can listen back. If I ever listen back yeah. when I'm 80 years old on a really far out conversation that may give me some energy, you know, it's true. Who, it's true. Uh, who knows, man. You may also say something in these episodes that you forget years and years down the road and you're running into a certain situation where, you know, something you said in the Gone Girl episode snaps in your brain and you're like, oh my gosh, that helps me like figure out what's going on right now or yeah. something like that. You never know. And that's why it's always been good. Like, I've been a really big documenter most of my life. Yeah. In many different ways, you know, making... Not movies. a camera one, though. Not not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're right. But you did you're take right. one today. You did a little selfie. I uh, did. I did. I, studio I'll picture. Pop that up there. Um you know, and I, I try to, we, I've, I've tried to document things in many different ways throughout the years. And right now podcasting is, is a very, it's a lucrative way to do this. And it is something that can go places, you know, it can, it can attract many different personalities and it can, it can connect in so many different types of ways based on what it is that we talk about. Yeah. You know, I feel like we're entertaining as hell when we're just talking about nothing. Yeah. And I feel like we're also fairly insightful from a, I'm not going to say a naive way, but from a a very outsider's perspective, looking in on some stuff that's going on behind the scenes of the world. Yeah. It's like, as as everyone else shares all this information, we're just relaying it and and responding to it, you know? And I feel like we've got a good understanding. Yeah. The response becomes like, to me, I don't know if it's, I would almost put like insight or enlightenment along with truth, I guess. Truth right. is kind of causes you to think about everything, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and then it gets normal enough once you just see the same patterns of stuff happen, you know, in life where, right. you know, whatever, you know, if it's corruption in politics or whatever, yeah. it's just, you become kind of numb to it and you go, all right, I'm ready for the next thing. Cause this is just, I'm bored with this. Right. This is dumb. <laughs> it's maybe, like, why are we doing this? Exactly. Maybe, maybe we're just a stop off on somebody's radar. It doesn't work. Point, Experiment know? over. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, 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 who knows, who knows what's going to yeah. happen. But I, I, I just, you know, again, I know that I'm excited for what it is that we're doing here and I'm excited. I'm excited to now be kind of looking into what everybody else is also doing in this world because yeah, there are some really big, good podcasts out there, like Joe Rogan, like some Kevin Smith stuff, Serial, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. the big ones. But there are probably also a lot of really good, much, much uh, uh, smaller known podcasts. Yeah, out totally. There that just I would missed out consider on. that's where we're at. I yeah. mean, we're we're we totally under the radar. No one really knows, and it'll be fascinating because we're gonna be somewhere else. You know. It, that you know, granted, we get to keep going with yeah. this thing. Yeah. Six months from now, we'll be to the next place because we we'll be, looking back we'll be thinking this. of new ideas and new things to do and new ways to incorporate ourselves with other projects or right. other elements of other people's art. That's the whole point. It just keeps to grow. Yeah, it keeps to growing. It keeps to grow. It just keeps growing. You it know, does. it does. Well, that's so. that's that's how I, <laughs> that's how I always view this whole thing. Really, is is it gives us a, a platform and an avenue to propel ourselves into the public consciousness in the public eye for the support of the things that we actually are not actually are doing. Cause we are actually doing this, but yeah. 
Well, we're actually sitting up here in the tree still. We're dangling our feet. Yep. We've been sitting up here for quite a while. (laughs) My my ass is getting sore. It's chilly out here tonight. It is. We'll say that. My nips are are a little tingly. I've got a couple birds landing on each nip. There's plenty of room. (laughs) When Joe tells a lie, his nipples grow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Boy. Uh, Yeah, man. Man, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, we uh, we appreciate it. And again, entertheelftree.com, feed the tree, yeah. help us out. We love you, and we hope you enjoy around. the show. Even if you don't have uh, anything to, to to contribute monetarily, you know, retweet, you know, share us around with people. We we really would love for our audience to grow and for everybody to to kind of enjoy us like it, like you are. Yeah, like you all are enjoying us. Absolutely. We uh, all the episodes are available to download and. Uh, on all the platforms you can think of. Yeah. Go check them out. So, hell yeah. Uh, love you all. At high underscore dare Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like such a salesman right now. Well, especially since we say it also at the end of, of the show. It's like that little bug. We, we give it to him again. So, you know. I'm sweating gonna, in a suit. bombarding uh, you with our social media, even though we're not bombarding social media yet at this point. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, Encourage we're learning. Us. and, and us out of our, out of our fox. We are building this together, man. We are. So, uh, yeah. For this week on High Dare, then, I'm Ian. And I'm Joe, and uh, yeah, we're uh, all in the foxhole together. We, we gotta, gotta go. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at high underscore dare. And be sure to check us out online at entertheelftree.com for all you old school dot comers. <laughs> 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 <laughs>